We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. Please stand clear of the doors. Guys, I love riding the monorail. What? That's not how you say it. Yeah. Niels. Mo- Niels. You say monorail? Yes. Niels backs me up. You say monorail? And, and, monorail? Uh, M-O-N-O. Mono. That's how we say it in Dutch. Welcome to episode 57 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm one of your traveling ghosts, Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. Today, we will be giving the his on Phantom Manor. And today, we're going to have a guest. We're going to have Niels again here on the show with Capturing Disney Parks. And he is a Disneyland Paris influencer, right, Niels? Yeah, that's correct. Hello, guys. Hey. Pleasure, uh, Pleasure to be back. Yeah, well, thanks for coming back on the show. And uh, just real quick before we get started with the history, can you just tell us how we can find you out there? Sure, yeah. You can find me on uh, Instagram under uh, @capturingdisneyparks and uh, find all my podcasts, Twitter, influencer interviews with other accounts um, and more on um, capturingdisneyparks.com. Yep. And today we're actually going to be going uh, talking about the history of a ride that's at Disneyland Paris. We haven't been there, mm. but yeah, you have been there, obviously, a bunch of times, right? Yeah, <laughs> like a hundred times. Uh, <laughs> nice. I've been on that ride. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great one. So I'm really happy uh, to talk about Phantom Manor today with you guys. Yeah. And as we get into the history, we can. it is a really cool ride. And, mm-hmm. and it's really my one of my favorite things about the ride itself is how... Um, it kind of the whole little the area there is kind of tied together. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to go over it here. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about Phantom Manor, Alex? From the research I did and the videos I've watched, Phantom Manor looks really awesome. I like it. I can't wait. Well, I say I can't wait because I would like to get over there eventually. But this is definitely one of the top rides I'd want to ride when I go there if I do. Okay. How about you, Adam? Yeah, definitely a better outtake on our um, Haunted Mansion. Our Haunted Mansion is basically its own story where they have their story tied into the land over there, which Mm -hmm. is much better. Yeah. Yep. Uh, How about you, Niels? You're the only one here who who has been on the ride, right? (laughs) So what do you think of of the ride? Well... I would uh, I, I would rate it a nine. It's actually one of my uh, my favorite rides in uh, in Disneyland Paris. Oh wow! Uh, first of all, for its well beautiful exterior, uh, the landscaping around uh, the manor it's 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 yeah uh, it, it's it's a beautiful picture. Um, it it really is the haunted house on the hill, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see its former mm-hmm. beauty. Yet it feels a bit creepy now. Uh, there's a big garden around the mansion with a creepy tea house, fallen statues, uh, and the queue goes through the garden. So it, it's such a great buildup already um, in the queue before you well enter the actual uh, uh, experience. So yeah, it's 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 perfect in uh, well anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and I think, uh, you know, one of my goals uh-huh. is to visit all the parks, Disney parks throughout the world, and uh, I think yeah, it'll be it's awesome. a good goal. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> and uh, this is definitely one of the, a ride that I'm looking forward to eventually going on. Uh, and Niels, he rated it a nine, so let's go ahead, and I guess we can kind of give it a rating just from us reading the history and kind of watching the videos online. You think so? 
Uh, I don't know. What do you guys think? No. We don't have to. I don't think we can rate until we go there. Okay, I'm going to rate it 11. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, just going to go ahead and kind of like throw away our like rating scale and just go above to 11. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, we, we, we're not going to go ahead and give it a rating. So, But it's also because of the mystery part, right? Because you don't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm, so I'm like rating, basing my rating off of excitement for going on the ride oh man when joe's excited about a ride yeah it's like I'm, gonna be the best ride ever that's why i'm going yeah that's why i'm going above 10 man i'm just going right to 11 <laughs> he's uh messed that up a couple times though overhyping the ride <laughs> which one yeah. smuggler's run yeah Dude, smuggler's run's a good ride what did i rate it man i rated it like a seven or eight but you? you were so hyped yes, you were you like were. this is gonna be the best ride ever I did not say that was going to be the best ride. I said Rise of the Resistance was going to be the and best that's ride after you rode, That's after you rode the thing. Smuggler's you said, Run. I think Rise of the Resistance would be what I thought Smuggler Run was going to be. Yep. That's what you said. That's like almost exact quote, I believe. Probably. No, I always thought the Smuggler's Run was always going to be the Navi River journey of... No, to, no. Anyone who goes back and listens will know <laughs> that Joe's lying through his teeth. We're going to have to go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Hey, it's a good thing we have this all recorded, so we're going to find out who's right or not. It's true, it's true. (laughs) Chris, go through and get that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get to the his on Phantom Manor. The Phantom Manor opened with Euro Disneyland on April 12th, 1992. Phantom Manor is a reimagined version of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, California. The story for this attraction is different from its predecessor, which is why the changes from its predecessor takes place. Phantom Manor is a six-minute dark ride attraction in Frontierland at Disneyland Park in Disneyland Paris. The attraction takes you through a mansion with Omnimover vehicles called Doom Buggies and features special effects and audio animatronics. Yeah, it's indeed in uh, Frontierland in Disneyland Paris, but did you notice that each and every haunted house uh, uh, variation is in a different land. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the California one in New Orleans Square, mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom in Liberty Square, Tokyo mm-hmm. in Fantasyland. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Why it doesn't... <laughs> it, it's not really fantasy in my opinion, but, uh, well, fantasy in a different way. And uh, in Hong Kong Disneyland, uh, you have Mystic Manor. It's a bit different, but... The that would be thing more of a fantasy. Have, yeah, which is a mystic point. So somehow this haunted house or mystery house... Uh, Concept always ended up somewhere else in the in the parks. It's a it's a bit weird. <laughs> hey Neil, so you've been over to the haunted mansion over here at Magic Kingdom, right? Yes. So, um, so how would you compare them? Would you say? Um, well, I like both, but uh, I think the Disneyland Paris one, Phantom Manor, has more well little details, uh, and 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 it's just. Uh, that the whole story of the mansion uh, connects to the land, uh, well, as, as mentioned before. Uh, that, 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 that's so great. Um, if you walk through Frontierland in Disneyland Paris and you really keep your eyes open, you can see all kinds of little details that, that tell, well, a total story. And that's just, uh, yeah, just uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. With the Haunted Mansion being a hit in 1969 in California, In 1971, another Haunted Mansion opened at Magic Kingdom in Disney World, and in 1983, Tokyo Disneyland opened their Haunted Mansion. After Tokyo Disneyland showed how successful Disney could be outside of the U.S., Walt Disney Company wanted to open a park in Europe. When being built, it was decided the park would have no Liberty Square or New Orleans Square, so where would a ghost house fit? Jeff Burke proposed a once-refined Victorian Manor house in the park's old west section. 
He said its ramshackle facade would tell any visitor what to expect there. Tony realized Jeff's interest in lore of the Old West and asked him to design Frontierland. They designed Calm Tom Sawyer Island, Big Thunder Mountain, and Haunted Mansion with all residing in Thunder Mesa, the name being a reference to the discarded Mark Davis attraction originally intended for Walt Disney World. Once a list of attractions, shops, and restaurants were developed, Jeff Burke and his team got to work on the mythology of the land. They decided to set it in the mid to late 1800s. The Haunted Mansion would be the home of the gold mine's owner, Arthur Ravenswood. Arthur Ravenswood had built the gold mines and with it the town of Thunder Mesa. Thunder Mesa fell on some hard times, letting the mines and manor to deteriorate. When designing the mansion, the Imagineers used the first sketch of the Disneyland haunted house drawn by Harper Goff. The finished manor stayed very faithful to the 1951 sketch. Now that they had a concept for the look of the attraction, they now had to figure out what to name it. Would they simply translate Haunted Mansion? After much deliberation, the Imagineers picked Phantom Manor, which was considered similar enough and fit the attraction's proposed atmosphere perfectly. Right, yeah, it, it's cool that you mention Arthur uh, Ravenswood, uh, as it was the unused original name uh, of the mine owner, mm-hmm. uh, and it became um, uh, Henry uh, Ravenswood uh, somehow, <laughs> maybe because it was easier for the French, because uh, um, Henri is uh, a French name as well, so uh, that might have been the, <laughs> the, well, the choice that they made. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a really cool story. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I love how they tied in the whole area together. Uh, upon doing the research, it was interesting that one guy kind of developed the whole area in one mm-hmm. way to p- tie in each ride together in this Thunder Mesa uh, s- setting, which is cool. And the rides are um, Thunder Mountain, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Phantom Manor? Yeah. And... I don't know. Another one. <laughs> What's the third one? Basically, basically, those are the two headliners of uh, Frontierland. Uh, yeah. They also have the riverboat there, the, the oh, Mark okay. Twain and the Molly Brown. Okay. Um, but uh, they're just circling around uh, Big Thunder Mountain uh, that is on the island, on the, uh, the, the, the Tom Sawyer Island, basically. Um, and from Phantom Manor, which is on a hill, you perfectly look over uh, the rivers of the far west where the riverboat comes along and uh, where you could see uh, the mine of Henry uh, Ravensroot. Yeah. yeah uh, on our so there's our, not much uh, attractions actually in Frontierland. Yeah. Well, when we're on Dunder Mountain here at Magic Kingdom, you can see the big river boat every once in yeah. a while, and I always wave to the people, you know, and they're all waving at me when because you can kind of <laughs> you got you go down a drop and you can kind of go over like you're going to go out into the river, but it kind of curves in, you know, right? And at that yeah. one point, I'm always waving to the people. Hey, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you're on a slow boat, and I'm going like super fast on you know Dunder Mountain. And now, <laughs> Niels, uh, the history that Alex just read with uh, Ravenscroft, can you find that in the park without having to look online about that? Well, actually, it's, it's quite difficult to, well, experience the whole story uh, when just walking, uh, walking around there. So uh, you need a bit of research, I think, to really understand it. But as soon as you enter um, uh, Frontierland, uh, there's a, well, a wooden sign that says, uh, welcome uh, to uh, Thunder Mesa. Mm-hmm. So th- there are all kinds of hints, but uh, it's not a story that is clearly told um, <laughs> somewhere. So uh, no, uh, y- you need uh, uh, the background story and, um, well, a lot of uh, <laughs> time to discover all the little details. 
Yep, and that's the reason why we have this podcast. Yeah, yeah. right. Because <laughs> yeah, and, and that's yeah. also what's what's make the land even more interesting, uh, in my opinion, because yeah. you can really discover the story yourself. Yep, it's the same thing though in here in, uh, at Magic Kingdom, the Haunted Mansion over here. I mean, there's like a whole story behind it. And if you were mm-hmm. just going there to go ahead and go on this ride, you wouldn't know about looking for the ring in the floor or the whole story of the bl- uh, bride. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know all these different things if you didn't have someone there that kind of knew it or you doing research about that ride. Because there's a lot of these rides at the parks that have this type of story behind it. But mm-hmm. it's somewhere in a book or it's somewhere online or some, you know, um, in, some history <laughs> podcast is... In the head of an Imagineer. <laughs> yeah, in the head of an Imagineer. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now we have things like Disney Plus that sit there and they kind of, you know, um, now there's these different shows that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of gets into the head of the Imagineers. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Um so, and you know, this is this is the reason why we have this show is to kind of get into the head of why of these Imagineers and why these rides were built and the stories behind the story behind the rides. So, yeah, yeah, that's that, that's really cool. And especially when you um, enter Frontierland via uh, the main entrance, uh, then you first go through um, uh, a fort, and just outside uh, the fort um, are a couple of uh, tipee uh, tents. Um, uh, which represents uh, the natives that were uh, living there just before the, the gold diggers came and built the fort. And behind the fort, you have, uh, well, the whole town of uh, Thunder Mesa, uh, including uh, the manor and, uh, and Big Thunder. So, yeah, it's, um, it, it, it's well, perfectly uh, <laughs> designed in, in, in every little, uh, little detail. The story that would play out during the ride was a bride's groom who was hanged in the attic by an evil obscure presence known as the Phantom. The Imagineers realized that the Haunted Mansion grand finale through a large graveyard would neither be fitting for the Western setting nor would impress European audiences who were used to their own brand of magnificent Gothic architecture. The graveyard was replaced by the nightmarish image of an Old West ghost town with joyful spirits meeting in the earthquake-ridden saloon. Show writers Craig Fleming and Thierry P. Benizou rewrote Ex Intensio's original script to reflect the new story and style of Phantom Manor, with the certain parts in English and others in French. All safety announcements would be bilingual, as would Madame Leota's incantations in the famous Hurry Back, spoken by the character of the bride herself in this version of the attraction. To represent the character of the Phantom, the Imagineers took the spooky laughter recorded by horror movie legend Vincent Price for Michael Jackson's 1982 hit Thriller and mixed it into the first mock-up soundtrack. Since it was such a perfect fit, the actor was approached and agreed to do the ride narration. In spring 1990, Vincent Price was invited to recording studio of Walt Disney Imagineering in Glendale to record the newly written Ghost Host narration. The only problem, it turned out, was that the narration was planned to be in French, and the legendary actor struggled with the script for three hours. He ended up recording the script in English in two takes. Along with the eerie narration, Vincent Price recorded about a dozen different takes of his trademark evil laugh, intended to accompany the character of the Phantom throughout his appearance in the ride. When Jeff Burke was looking for the right person to adapt the music into a proper cinematic score, Fantasyland show producer Tom Morris introduced Jeff Burke to John Debney, now a popular film composer, who had done a lot of work for Disney theme parks in the 1980s 
and was more than happy to turn the classic Grim Grinning Ghosts song into a lush dramatic orchestration. The musical star of the show would be the bride herself, much as every appearance of the evil phantom would be accompanied by music from a pipe organ and by Vincent Price's distinctive laugh. The bride was to be musically represented by a haunting solo soprano with changing moods and variations as her story would unfold over the course of the ride. So, Neil, since Alex clearly did not pass his French class, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Benazo, is that the, pronu- uh, the correct pronunciation? Well, I think it's uh, pretty close. Is it? <laughs> but, but uh, uh, well, I'm Dutch, so yeah. <laughs> French is all, all, always a difficult language uh, for uh, well, um, uh, people that uh, speak the Germanic uh, uh, languages. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But those multiple languages were indeed uh, a challenge and, and, and still are uh, a challenge for the, for the Parisian parks. Eh? Of course, the French speak French, but especially the older generation doesn't speak English at all or doesn't speak English very well. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, France is surrounded by Spain, yeah. uh, Germany, the UK. <laughs> so all different languages. And, and there are also a lot of visitors from uh, the Netherlands, uh, and, and other uh, German-speaking uh, countries like Austria and Switzerland. So, uh, yeah, Europe just has too many languages, and that's still an issue <laughs> for Disney to, well, to, to, to tackle somehow. So everything is in French and English, uh, but there are a lot of cast members speaking other languages, uh, and, and the hotel maps, the park maps are also in Dutch, German, Italian, Spanish, uh, and, and other languages available, but shows and rides uh, usually are a combination of English and French. So maybe the stories in Paris are a bit shorter <laughs> compared to the uh, Magic Kingdom ones because they just need more time to tell it basically twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why one of the key things when making the ride was they wanted it to stand for itself, uh, which is why they wanted the house to look like a haunted mansion because if it doesn't look like a haunted mansion, people go into it and be like, what is this? Because yeah. they don't speak French, they don't speak English, they don't know what it is. So they mm-hmm. wanted to look like Hannah mentioned. They wanted the story for it to to read for itself without being re- told. That way, when you go through it, if you don't speak a native tongue that they represent there, you still get an idea of what's going on through the ride, yeah, exactly. which I think it's cool. Yeah. So if there yeah. is any uh, French listeners or anyone in Canada from uh, Quebec, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> let us know because usually someone will go on and try to find a video of a documentary or something yeah, where they say nothing. the name. Yeah. And then we can get it correct. <laughs> I but. mean, Googling that name, there was nothing coming up for that name. It was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so you just made it up. <laughs> I just tried my best. Maybe you're the first one to actually say that name out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So now people are actually going to, like, when they search for that name, you're going to come up, our show's going to come up of you saying that name. Yeah, and they'll think it's true, and then I feel bad for them. (laughs) But they can hear the hesitation in your voice when you say it. (laughs) Good they they didn't hear the actual recording when I say the name four different times in four different ways. Adam, at the end of this, I'm going to say it about five other times. Pick the best one you think. <laughs> Is that what you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and I also think that uh, the name Phantom Manor fitted better for the French audience. Eh, oh, yeah. Compared to Haunted Mansions. Uh, as in French, uh, they also use the word Phantom, um, I think they say, mm-hmm. uh, which sounds pretty similar. Uh, and actually, in, uh, in Dutch, uh, we have also the word Phantom. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I think Phantom... Um, looks familiar to a lot of uh, European audiences. When they were going to put the uh, that version in Hong Kong, they were going to call it Creepy Girl with Long Black Hair and Attic. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, they did a great job making my favorite one of my favorite things about the Honda Mansion is that it like my son before going on it, he wasn't really sure about it because it's kind of creepy, you know, it's kind of scary, but there's a lot of fun behind it. And, you know, it has that little dark humor and uh that's one of my favorite things about it, Haunted Mansion. I, and it looks like, you know, from listening to the history and watching the video that it's, it's mm. uh, they did a really good job of it being creepy, but also throwing in the fun stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's not too creepy. So it's still family friendly. Yep, exactly. Well, the younger kids might think it's a bit uh, dark, but uh, uh, still it's, uh, it's family friendly. Um, and there's indeed a lot of um, humoristic touches, and uh, especially if you go um, into the graveyard that is uh, right next to the uh, uh, the Phantom Manor uh, building, uh, there are a lot of uh, cool uh, gravestones <laughs> with nice references uh, yeah. to uh, well, the people that once lived there. Yeah, mm. yeah, they had that over, yeah, on ours too. It's really yeah. funny. That's pretty... Uh... You know, at Halloween time, you kind of see people with those uh, tombstones out in the air yard. And you kind of go through and read it. And it's something oh, yeah. like, kind of silly, you know. <laughs> yeah. Joe calls those hidden Mickeys. <laughs> it, it, we're not going to get in that conversation right now. <laughs> I believe that was episode one. It was. Haunted Mansion is episode one. Our yeah. first episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you're wanting to go back and listen to the history about Haunted Mansion, because this ride basically based off of that. Go to episode episode one if you haven't already and listen to it. Yeah, it's pretty good. And here where we started. Yeah. Not yeah. very good. <laughs> no, I think it's pretty good. I mean, not as good as we are now, I'd no. say. No, it's definitely a little bit different, but I think our history and our facts are pretty good, though. Yeah. So. In order to fill the manor with actual period items, Imagineer Ken Gomes collected antique props at auctions and sales all over the world. Real Persian carpets and ornate European furniture would lend a sophisticated authenticity to the sets. Special props that would tie the ride's story and its haunted atmosphere with the period setting were being manufactured at the same time. In the meantime, 10,000 construction workers were busy turning the Imagineers' concepts into actual buildings and landscapes over in Marne-la-Vallée, France. The Omnimover ride system was being manufactured in the Netherlands and Germany by companies such as Vicoma, who were also responsible for the track of neighboring Big Thunder Mountain. Once basic construction was finished, Jeff Burke and his production designer, Richard Brown, flew over to oversee the installation of Phantom Manor's show elements in the field. The bigger sets, like the Grand Staircase and the Ballroom, were built in place by the carpenters and artisans of Ackland Snow. As the show scenes were nearing completion, Jeff Burke was asked to present the ride to a number of French park officials. Not knowing quite how to explain the show to them, he in turn asked Greg Meter to prepare a demo tape of the show's soundtrack. The audio producer, who was still in the process of mixing the final show tracks over in California, figured out the duration of each track. Greg Meter recorded the resulting mix on a tape and sent it to Paris. Jeff simply put the tape in a boombox on his shoulder and walked the officials through the ride, letting the soundtrack do the talking. Tony Baxter took Michael Eisner on a tour of the park. At the end of the tour, they finally approached the manor, and the Imagineer was braced for anything. Just then, Eisner's teenage son was leaving the ride and enthusiastically shared with his dad that it was the best haunted mansion they had ever made. As it turned out, this was enough for the CEO to hear, and he congratulated the relieved Tony Baxter and went on his way. Phantom Manor opened on April 12, 1992. 
So anytime a movie has to send someone out to buy props mm-hmm. or timepieces, I always thought that'd be the best job. That would be so much fun yeah. to have to go to garage sales, estate sales, uh, <laughs> yeah. but little tiny shops to find things for there. Right. That would be fun. Yeah. It's like building a museum. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and the cool thing is that um, whole Thunder Mesa uh, or, or Frontierland uh is stuffed with uh, original uh, props uh, uh, that uh, were collected uh, in the U.S. by the the, the Disney Imagineers and uh, all uh, well flew over to uh, to France. So uh, Frontierland feels a bit like an uh, old West uh, museum uh, to me. Yeah, and we did remember yesterday we watched. Uh, so Alex and I watched a Thunder Mountain ride through, right? Yes, we did. Which one was that? That's Disneyland Paris, Disneyland. right? No, we were we watched. Uh, was Paris Disneyland California? It was California. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I like uh, I like how he presented the the uh, the ride to the French uh, uh, people. I forget. I'm yeah. sorry with the name with the boombox. With the boombox, <laughs> kind of reminds me of that yeah. movie. I forget what it's called. Say anything. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, John Cusack. Yeah, he just holds a <laughs> boombox up and they go through it. I like how Michael Eisner didn't have to ride the ride. His son told him that it was great. And he was like, you know what? My son knows rides. I'm going to take his word for <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> that is a pretty yeah, cool story. Uh, yeah. And, and, and well, and, and the whole soundtrack, the, the music is, is just legendary. Yes. Um, and maybe a bit underrated um, aspect for the uh, average guest. But uh, if you listen to it carefully, it's so well orchestrated and, and, and perfectly connected to the characters, the story development, uh, the moods. So it, it's, well... Willie Worf, <laughs> keeping your ears open and uh, experience it all. Yeah, that's something. And, I'm, I'm, and as a Dutchman, I'm also pretty proud <laughs> that uh, a Dutch company like uh, Vicoma or Vekoma, as we say, uh, is, is so big in attractions and especially in coasters. In coasters, it's not just uh, the Omni Movers and, and Big Thunder that they created, but also yeah. uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Expedition Everest, mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and the Tron uh, Light Cycle uh, Power Run in uh, Shanghai Disneyland. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you're responsible yeah. for the Yeti breaking down? Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, just, just for the coaster trick. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, that's Joe Rody. <laughs> that was a bad. Yeah. It's a bad engineering. Design, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Welding him <laughs> to the frame. They thought it would work forever, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna there put was this... no maintenance. Uh, Animatronics don't break, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The story goes that Henry Ravenswood was a Western settler who struck gold in Big Thunder Mountain, which allowed him to build Thunder Mesa Mining Company. Along with a successful business came the development of the small town Thunder Mesa. Ravenswood built himself a Victoria Manor high on the boot hill overlooking Big Thunder Mountain, where he settled down and raised his daughter, Melanie Ravenswood. As Melanie grew up, she became engaged to a train engineer who Henry did not like. He did everything he could to stop the possible wedding, but his attempts were put to a stop when a terrible earthquake killed him and his wife Martha. On Melanie's wedding day, a mysterious phantom unknown to anyone appeared at the house and lured her groom to the attic where he hanged him from the rafters. Melanie mourned her fiancé's death and never took off her wedding dress, wandering aimlessly through the manor. The inside and outside of the house decayed with age. It was rumored that Melanie had lost her mind. The west half of the property was damaged by the same earthquake that killed her parents. It is said that the phantom invited the dead town into the home, where ghost town of the old Thunder Mesa now resides. 
Today, no one knows if Melanie Ravenswood is still alive inside the old house. If she was, she would be over a hundred years old. Her beautiful voice still can be heard over the town at night, and people still see lights in the house. You can also hear the laughter of the Phantom and the ghost town. Many people believe the Phantom was Melanie's late father, Henry Ravenswood, stopping the wedding beyond the grave. A 2019 refurbishment would firmly identify the Phantom as Henry Ravenswood, expanding on his hatred to Melanie's groom by introducing a series of ill-fated suitors who he had murdered. So it's kind of like what uh, Disney World Orlando uh, did where, you know, there was the presumption it was the ring, even though it wasn't a ring, you know, and then Disney leaned into the ring Yeah, where this was, there was always speculation and then they just reemphasize that it is him. Yeah. 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 And, and the, there sorry. is a ring now too. Like there's a ring in the now there is yeah, yeah, yeah but before they, it was a cut pole exactly yeah and yeah, they and they well, yeah you'd exactly. hear more about that on episode one of the Diz His podcast go to www.dizhis.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, the refurbishment was in 2019. So Niels, would you say the refurbishment was a needed and b a really good improvement on the ride? Uh. A, it was needed. It was. <laughs> yeah. The French were not really good in maintaining, uh, well, not just Phantom Manor, but the whole park and, and also the... There the you hotel, go. Criticizing uh, the French again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> uh, as they opened the park in 1992 and <laughs> just before the, the 25th uh, anniversary, uh, they, well, started this big project sparkle sparkle to um, well basically bring back the, the park and the hotels to its original glory um, and i guess that uh, says enough because they needed many years and even after the 25th anniversary they uh, still had to do uh, the refurbishment of um, a couple of rides including uh, phantom manor so yeah, that, that, that was definitely needed. Um, and i'm really happy to see all effects working again and um, well, basically, uh, it, it got some modern effects without being too much uh, <clears throat> and still fitting the uh, the theme, uh, fitting the, the, the attraction. So, yeah, I think they did a really good job. Uh, and especially now they tell the story a bit more clear. Uh, uh, so a lot of people will get the story now. <laughs> yeah. And that was not, uh, uh, well, in the past... Uh, um, so, you know, would you say, cause you mentioned that the upkeep wasn't that good, you know, in the past, it's, is it different now? Is there more upkeep in the park than how it was like, you know, 30 years ago? Uh, I think so, but well, the, the, the I think the park is now 28 years old. So mm -hmm. the 25th anniversary and all <laughs> refurbishments, uh, uh, were quite, uh, recent. So, uh, we'll have to see how that, uh, <laughs> works uh, the, out. The, the reason why but, I was asking is because like, you know, I, from watching the things like on Disney plus, like, um, the Imagineers over there at Disneyland Paris spends, they spend like a lot of time, you know, with the, mm -hmm. um, like the designs and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. so I was just wondering now, you know, cause you know, Disney is such like a big moneymaker now, uh, maybe they can now afford to go ahead and kind of, um, upkeep the park better now in recent days, I guess you can say. So do you think they're, that they're maybe doing a better job or? Yeah, well, I think they're doing a better job, but that's maybe also because, um, uh, a couple of years ago, um, the, the Walt Disney company took over 
all the uh, the shares and became a full owner of Disneyland Paris. And they were mm-hmm. not in the past, so mm-hmm. they were. Uh, I think they had like fifty or sixty percent of the <laughs> of the shares. Um, and there w- was a well a big construction with uh, French uh, banks and uh, shareholders, uh, which made it difficult to invest in the parks, to extend, uh, expand, but also to uh, maybe keep it up. Um, so now it's fully owned by the Disney company. I think, uh, yeah, it will be uh, maintained much better. Guests walk up the pathways toward the manor, along the porch and queue outside the house, where they wait for admission. A cast member dressed as a macabre servant opens the doors and invites a small group of them into the foyer. This foyer contains a dusty chandelier and two mirrors, and is lined with dark wood paneling. The voice of the phantom sounds from the ceiling and around the room, politely welcoming guests, telling them the legend of this place and inviting them to explore the manor further. Melanie's face fades in and out of the smallest mirror during the narration. In the 2019 refurbishment, an additional effect was added to the foyer. The small mirror was replaced by a painting of Melanie in her wedding gown, looking sad and Jake, her groom, standing behind her outside the decrepit house, also sad. A tree with no leaves is also behind them, with four hearts crossed out, and a noose hanging from one of its branches, revealing Jake's fate. When the voice of the ghost host starts telling guests the legend of the manor, the painting changes. It now shows a happier Melanie, dressed in summer clothes, while Jake is now smiling and resting one hand on Melanie. The manor is in pristine condition, and the tree, now with leaves, has one heart and a swing hanging from its branches. Lighting effects also transform the wallpaper in the room from old and torn to brand new. You enter an octagonal room with a stretching wall illusion, which brings guests down to the real ground level from the manor. Here you see pictures stretched like the original Haunted Mansion ride. The pictures originally depicted Melanie, and as the pictures stretched showed dangerous situations she was in. After the 2019 refurbishment, the pictures then showed four of Melanie's previous suitors and how Henry Ravenswood dispatched them. You hear thunder and the ceiling goes translucent as you see a body being hung from the raptors. Next to the hanging body is a silhouette of the murderer. Guests then walk along a corridor to the ride vehicles. At the end of the hallway is a large portrait of Melanie Ravenswood wearing her bridal gown. Guests turn a corner and enter the loading area. Behind the loading area is a grand staircase leading to the upper floor. Behind the staircase are large windows showing the foggy landscape with flashes and bolts of lightning. Each doom buggy sits two to three people. You ride upwards into a dark space past a young Melanie bowing to passing guests while holding a candelabra while singing. You pass by the endless hallway with the vision of Melanie appearing and disappearing in the distance. You then move into the conservatory, where you see a piano which seems to be playing by itself. As you get closer, you can make out a shadow of a ghost pianist falling on the carpet. You then pass through a corridor lined with doors. As you pass, you can hear pounding, knocking, and shouting. You then enter a round seance room where a crystal ball sits on a floating table, where ghostly shapes appear in the windows surrounding the room. Madame Leota's disembodied head is above the table, floating, as it summons ghosts and dark creatures in both English and French. Guests then move along a balcony looking down in the ballroom, where a ghostly party takes place. Melanie stands on a staircase, singing as a phantom stands in an open window, laughing, with lightning flashing behind him. 
Ghostly guests with wedding presents sit around a long dining table where a moldy cake is waiting. Drunken ghosts swing from the chandelier above the table. Elegantly dressed ghosts dance and twirl around the ballroom as a spirit organist sits at the giant organ. The next scene is Melanie, now an elderly lady, sitting and weeping in front of a mirror filled with the shape of an enormous skull. The Omnimovers leave the bride's room through the open double doors across the terrace and then into a stormy graveyard past the phantom with a shovel, whose skeletal face is revealed as he laughs. The guests then travel underground to the catacombs and see a series of coffins being opened by their skeletal residents. The singing busts then come into view singing grim, grinning ghosts. Through a hole, the guests enter Phantom Canyon, which is a twisted, supernatural version of Thunder Mesa. An eerie-looking Ticketmaster stands before a ramshackle train station, offering riders a train ticket to the underworld. Guests pass a ruined town hall, where the mayor holds the key to the city, inviting guests to be the manor's 1,000th ghost. As he tips his hat, his head comes with it. You see a shootout between a bank robber fleeing on a mule and a cowardly sheriff. You pass by a green-faced pharmacist drinking a potion inside the pharmacy. Next in the saloon, which is occupied by a dancing showgirl, bartender, and a man playing a honky-tonk piano. Four invisible gambler figures play poker nearby. Another crackling figure of the phantom stands by a tree with a noose and several empty coffins for awaiting guests, his eyes glowing red at the passing riders. Prior to 2019, this animatronic version of the phantom was a skeleton with rotting flesh on his body showing the guests that he has lost any humanity he's ever had left in him. As they see the silhouette of the manor ahead, they enter the mausoleum where Melanie's four suitors were buried. Prior to 2019, guests would encounter Melanie's floating skeleton pointing the way out. The vehicles enter a subterranean chamber lined with large, gilt-framed mirrors in which the ghostly image of Melanie, driven insane by the loss of her suitors and groom, appear in the vehicles beckoning riders to wed her. Vehicles travel through a wine cellar where cast members await to help them disembark their carriages and they walk toward the exit. Wow, that's a whole story. (laughs) Oh, darn it, you went over my sound clip. (laughs) Yeah, that was a long story. It it is really long, but you know, uh, I think it it really does paint like a really good picture visually Mm -hmm. of the ride itself. So people who are unable to go to Disneyland Paris uh, you know, I think this kind of does a really good job. I mean, I guess you can just go on YouTube and watch the video. But if you're listening to something, you're driving in a car, you obviously can't watch a video. I think this does right. a really good job of kinda... Yeah, just in your car, close your eyes and you can imagine you're there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't really do that. Exactly. <laughs> so is there any, from since you've been there, Niels, is there anything I mi- yeah. we, we uh, didn't put in there that might stand out to you on the ride? Well, I think it's a pretty uh, complete story uh, that you uh, <laughs> that you had. Uh, but, but but I really love that uh, that mirror effect. Uh, what a bride enters your doom buggy uh, uh, buggy to marry you uh, mm-hmm. in the in the final scene. Yeah. As in the past, um, it was a skeleton sitting on top of your buggy. <laughs> uh, but with this new effect, uh, with with Melanie, uh, uh, that, yeah, that that fits much better uh, to the whole story. And uh, yeah, is in my opinion a big improvement. Um, and, and also coming back on the on the stretching room, uh, the, the, the stretching room you mentioned is one of the first scenes in all Disney haunted mansions, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. worldwide. 
uh, in the Disneyland Resort uh, original, uh, this stretching room is a real elevator that takes you down. And the same uh, goes for Phantom Manor at, yeah. uh, at Disneyland Paris. So uh, when you exit uh, the elevator, people enter a corridor, uh, a gallery uh, actually, but uh, that takes you to a different building uh, where the actual attraction is housed. Um, and in Disneyland Paris, that, is, that building is smartly hidden behind uh, the manor and the hill. Um, so the elevator is a functional element uh, to get you into that show building uh, without showing it. Uh, and I'm happy that Disney decided to create the real elevating stretching room uh, for Phantom Manor as it feels also more real compared to the to the Magic Kingdom one that doesn't have a, a moving floor and just tricks you <laughs> by yeah. moving up uh, uh, the ceiling. We actually have quite a few of those in um, Central Florida. Uh, over at Universal, there's several uh, quote-unquote elevators uh -huh. that just pretend to move you as right. well, too. Because if you go down, uh, you'll hit water. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, ne <laughs> hey, Niels, so is this a must-ride when you go to the park? Yeah, for me it is, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I once made um, uh, a top five uh, for uh, <laughs> of my favorite uh, Disneyland Paris attractions for another uh, podcast, uh -huh. and uh, Phantom Manor ended uh, ended on my number two, I think. Yeah, cool. And um, do your your wife and your fam the rest of your family do do they really enjoy this ride too? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, my, my, my wife isn't into uh, ghost stories, uh, so she's just not interested uh, in, uh, well, in the whole concept. Um, and my daughter uh, thought it was a little bit, uh, well, too dark, uh, uh -huh. but uh, she can handle it. She, she's now uh, uh, nine years old, but uh, it, it's not her favorite. But if I ask her to uh, come with me, uh, uh, she does. <laughs> awesome. And is it uh, Madame or Madam? Madam. Leota. Leota. Uh, Madame. No. <laughs> Madame. That's uh, what the French say. Is, is See, it really that's hey, why madame. I said it like that. <laughs> All right. Do you say subterranean or subterranean? Mm, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> the first one's the correct answer. <laughs> uh, hey, okay. Hey, Neil. Do you say Pirates of the Caribbean or Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, that's a good one. I say Caribbean. I, uh, it Caribbean. switches on me. Yeah, it switches too. You're right. It switches <laughs> yeah. on me. Hey, as long as, as long as you don't see a pool of fish and say fishes. Hey, that's coming up later on. You yeah. know that? Because uh, I have something to say about that. Because uh, fishes is the correct way to say it. Only in one condition. Did you look it up too? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. Uh, Neil, another quick question about um, Phantom Manor, okay? Uh, so when yeah. you're going, because it's up on a hill, right? Yeah, it is. So how much of the park can you see? Like when you're up on the hill, is it like really high that you can see like other, can you no, see the rest of the park? No, you, you cannot see the whole park, but you can see pretty much uh, of, of, of Frontierland. So, well, that, that's basically fitting the magic hey, mm -hmm. as you don't mm -hmm. <laughs> see Discoveryland or yeah, Adventureland. And that's the reason why I was asking. That's, that's the reason why I was yeah, asking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you can maybe see one of the higher towers of, uh, of the castle, but um, uh, you, you basically see the rivers of the far west, uh, the riverboat, Big Thunder Mountain, and uh, well, there are also a lot of trees in the garden, so <laughs> it's, it's it's a really nice green uh, area, and you can see a little bit of the street behind it uh, with all the Thunder Mesa, uh, well, shops and restaurants. So, but 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 it's all, let's say, the old west uh, that you see. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, so it kind of keeps with the whole exactly. You don't lose the magic of the area that no. you're in. Yeah, and actually, it's 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 a perfect uh, uh, <laughs> picture point. Uh, just before you go in the mansion, uh, uh, yeah, you, you have to wait outside in front of the actual front door. So you enter the house through its front door, so, which is also really cool. And well, you have that fantastic view. Uh, take your picture and then go into the story. Yeah, awesome, cool. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. In the early 2000s, Phantom Manor was given a special Halloween celebration known as a Phantom Wedding. This featured a scrim covering the whole building, which was used to project Melanie's recreated wedding. Gerard Chevalier was brought in to record a French version of Price narration, which was only used for the first few months of the attraction's operation. On the morning of April 2nd, 2016, 45-year-old cast member was found electrocuted after working backstage. On January 8th, 2018, Phantom Manor closed for refurbishment. The graveyard has remained relatively untouched. The ride fully reopened on May 3rd, 2019. For the 2019 reopening, the soundtracks featured Price once again, original excerpts as well as previously unused material from his 1990 recording, with French actor Bernard Allen doing the parts in French. The mayor in the ghost town scene is modeled from the same mold as animatronics of Dreamfinder from the original version of Epcot's Journey into Imagination with Figment. Does anyone want to touch anything quick fire, quick facts, or are we good? Uh, speaking of Dreamfinder, we are going to be doing the Dreamfinder in, what, seven episodes, something like that? Yeah, we have something? it coming Roughly, up. Yeah. It's upcoming. And you know, when I did the history, I was like, hey, Dreamfinder. Like, I didn't know anything about that until you brought it up. Yeah, neither right. did I. A week ago. Uh-huh. And then just having you brought it up, and then two days later, I was doing history, and I was like, hey, Dreamfinder. Yeah. And <laughs> let's see if he lets us down again. Joey says he knows a Dreamfinder, and we'll have him call in on the show. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, he already dropped the ball with uh, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe did too, but. Wait. How did I? I don't know him. Hey, guys, I'm going to get Equity Ben. Oh, where's Donald? Is Donald coming on? Uh, we kind of skipped out on Donald after you said he's not real. The real, like, he doesn't, he's not like the main voice of Donald. I oh, guess. okay. So this guy's Disney's Dream Fighter, not just a Dream Finder. No, he, yeah, right, right. He's not, you know, on the side of the road, you know, saying $5 for a picture as the Dream Finder with Figment. We here at Diz His would love to visit Disneyland Paris, and Phantom Manor is on the top of the list of attractions we have to see first. Memories. 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 Okay, so we're going to do memories, and obviously, Adam, Alex, and I are not really going to have memories, but nope. Niels, do you have a memory that you can share uh, about Phantom Manor? Uh, I have many memories there, uh, as I wrote it uh, a lot of times, but... A special moment um, was when the ride uh, got stuck uh, one day and I needed to uh, get uh, evacuated. Mm. Uh, I wasn't able to see a lot uh, behind the scenes uh, as my ride uh, just started. But, oh. uh, well, to see the whole Omnimover boarding station in very bright light, uh, walk some behind the scenes stairs, pass by actually two stretching rooms with open doors, uh, and exiting uh, the building uh, yeah, was uh, well quite special. I it didn't feel really magic, of course, but uh, yeah, it's not an uh, an everyday experience. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always nice, cool when you can uh, kind nice of memory. It's always cool you can kind of see uh, you know the ride from a different view because usually you always most of the time you're riding the ride, right? Yeah. So it's really cool when you know, for example, on Space Mountain, if you get to ride the Space Mountain with the lights on, or yeah. you know, if you're on the uh, over at Magic Kingdom, if you go on the People Mover and you're going through the on the People Mover mm-hmm. and Usually the lights are 
off on Space mm-hmm. Mountain, but every once in a while, there's been a couple times where the lights were actually on. You can kind of see the big tangled mess of like the of the coaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. So when, when it's a little bit different, you know, it, maybe yeah, it takes yeah. the magic away from it, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, and, and, and well, for me, it was like uh, <laughs> the one hundredth time <laughs> that I uh, wrote this uh, uh, ride. So, so th- th- then it's fine. If, if it's your first time, then <laughs> it's maybe uh, yeah. less interesting. Yeah, that. But, uh, yeah, exactly. We kind of talked about that. Like you know, when you're going over to ride Haunted Mansion at Disneyland uh, in California. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, do you want to see the overlay? Like, let's say you don't get to go to Disneyland, California, right? Very mm-hmm. much, right? Let's say you go, this is like your first time going. Do you want to see the Haunted Mansion, like the original Haunted Mansion? Or do you want to see the overlay of the yeah. of the Christmas, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas? Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. Which yeah. one would you rather see? I think I want to see the original. Yeah, me too. That's what I think too. Yeah. So you're exactly right. Like these poor people, like if you're riding the ride and the <laughs> ride breaks down and you have to be escorted off of it, but you don't get to go to Disneyland. Like I'm, pr- I'm probably going to go to Disneyland Paris probably once in my life. Yeah. Right. I want to go through <laughs> yeah. the whole ride without it breaking down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that day, uh, the whole uh, attraction is closed because of, uh, well, a technical uh, issue. <laughs> yeah. So exactly. Right. <laughs> I, no. Yeah. When you were taking off, did you go upstairs or did you ride the elevator back up? Uh, stairs. Oh, man. It would be cool to see those portraits get smaller. <laughs> backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be cool. <laughs> no, but I was already surprised to see two stretching rooms. Well, in the end, it's not a real secret uh, as, as you well enter one or another uh, uh, elevator, but because everything is so dark and you're into the story, you don't really notice which elevator uh, you usually get. But uh, mm-hmm. well, now with all the lights on and the doors opened, uh, it was clearly that there were multiple uh, <laughs> stretching rooms. Uh, so uh, let's do memories right now then. We already did oh, memories. Not memories. We we'll don't do, have any memories. We'll Neil's do, already did his. What did, you did, did in the world of Disney. Do we yeah. have hidden Mickeys or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to go ahead and send me a ticket, I'll come over there and I'll <laughs> look at them. How many hidden Mickeys are on it? Do you know? No, I, I don't know. Oh, I, no. I, I just know that there's one um, uh, chandelier uh, that, that that looks like a Mickey, but actually I'm not sure if there are many uh, hidden Mickeys in there. And is there a toad at the end? Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no. Now, in our graveyard... Maybe a dead mouse in the in the cemetery, but... <laughs> yeah, in our graveyard, we have a Mr. Toad in the um, in there. In oh, the, right, because he lost his uh, right, right, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, hey, Niels, uh, what did you do in the world of Disney this week? Uh, well, uh, besides posting new pictures to my Instagram... Uh, uh, and watching the the fantastic uh, Frozen Two making off series on uh, on Disney Plus, uh, my most important thing I did uh, in the world of Disney this week uh, was getting my reservations for uh, Disneyland Paris, as uh, the parks are reopening uh, on uh, July 15, and because of the limited uh, capacity, guests are required to book. Uh, a Disney hotel package with tickets uh, included, or they need to buy tickets for a specific date or make uh, reservations like I did uh, when you have an annual pass. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm very happy that we were able to um, uh, celebrate my wife's birthday uh, in Disneyland Paris uh, nice. <laughs> in uh, about two weeks. So, That's cool. Uh, yeah. That's special. I'm sure yeah, you're really is. looking forward to going back. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit uh, anxious because uh, I'm not sure how the new normal <laughs> and the new magic uh, uh, will feel. But uh, yeah. Is a face mask great. required? Yeah, face mask is, uh, is required. And yeah. what is the temperature over there this time of year? Oh, um, I think it's around, oh, right. In Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Celsius. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that crap. <laughs> Tell me in Fahrenheit. <laughs> Let, 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 what let an American man. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. 20 Celsius. Oh, wow. So it should be kind of so cool. That would be like uh, 70 uh, Fahrenheit. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's pretty lovely. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be a nice day. But basically in, in Paris, it's good rain. <laughs> oh, really? Every day. <laughs> well, we're at that point right now. In Florida, the summer, it's a good chance of rain throughout the summer too but i will be yeah. going to disney with face mask in like 90 degree weather no i can imagine yeah <laughs> i can imagine yeah. no and, and and they announced that uh, they won't have any uh shows uh, being performed at the moment uh, mm -hmm. no nighttime show no parade so um, it, it's mainly the attractions and there will be a different way of uh, of meeting uh, characters i'm not sure how uh, but you cannot hug them anymore. So I guess they're on some kind of distance uh, and that you can still take a picture uh, together with them. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that uh, how it all works out. Uh, and I'm especially curious how many people they let in, um, if it will, well, really feel like a quiet park or that it's still <laughs> pretty busy, especially with keeping uh, uh, a meter uh, distance uh, between uh, families. So, uh, yeah, we'll see uh, how that uh, how that will work out. Okay, how about you, Adam? What did you do? I watched another episode of, I'm stretching because I forget the name of the thing, the Props Culture, Prop Culture. That uh, was it. Oh, which uh, one? The Muppets. I didn't care for it that much. I didn't like it as much as the others. Um, it was the car that was in one of the movies, uh, Kermit's banjo, and Miss Piggy's dress that she wore in a movie. Um, I would like it cool. better. Yeah. Uh, they met Gonzo, the guy who does Gonzo. So oh, yeah. Gon they had the Gonzo puppet. I would have liked it more if it was more of the characters and some things like that right. that were brought in. Um, we also started a Disney princess puzzle, a thousand piece puzzle. Oh, wow. Yeah. We spent a couple hours on that. Did not get that done. We got the border done. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, just like <laughs> Neil. Yeah, it, it is something. Just like Niels, I booked my uh, preview passes for the 19th, next week, next Thursday, whatever that is. Uh, so <laughs> we will be going to Animal Kingdom in the morning and uh, probably be out of there by, well, we have to be out of there by two. Um, we have a, a appointment somewhere. Uh, so um, hopefully we can make it up until then because it's going to be hot. Yeah. And then we watched the new movie, Hamilton. Cool. And oh, we're actually going to be doing an episode on Hamilton in a couple of weeks, so we're not going to get too much into the whole... Well, we might as well not even say anything other than we watched it. Hopefully, Alex watched it. Alex, did you watch it? <laughs> not yet. Is it but out yet? Did, Is it out? did you like it? Or You'll have to listen to the next episode, Niels. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for that. <laughs> uh, how about you, Alex? What'd you do? Uh, we... Um, not too much. We started watching... Uh, what was that show called? We started watching a show with Emma that my wife liked when she was growing up called um, Out of the Box, which I didn't really watch oh, a lot of. Okay. 
Um, and uh, my daughter likes that one. It's weird because it's in bad quality. What is it? It's a kid's show uh, where a guy and a woman, they have like a playhouse made out of boxes in their backyard and the neighborhood kids come over and hang out in the in the playhouse, which when you go inside, it becomes giant, like a, a big playhouse, kind of like Barney kind of in so a way. So it's like the TARDIS? Small yeah, it is. There. Or it kind is of like actually. in Harry Potter, like the tents that they have. Like yeah, it. yeah, but they stole that from. But the yeah, the quality is not that great, actually. It's just weird that they put that out there on Disney Plus, and the quality is not great. Um, yeah. But I also watched Brother Bear for the first time. Oh, wow. uh, never seen a movie before. I never knew. I didn't know anything about it. I went into blind, no idea. Pretty good movie. Really, no, no, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Who's the voices in that? Do you know off the top of your head? No. Okay, I do not. Uh, and then we started <laughs> watching Brother Bear two, which we're like halfway through, I think, right now. Uh, but we will wa- we will be watching Hamilton. Uh, my wife didn't want to start it because she didn't have any treats to watch this movie with. She thinks she, you have to wa- eat snacks when you watch a movie. <laughs> so we had to wait till we do an order. <laughs> Did you eat snacks store. for Brother Bear? No, because we it wasn't oh, a movie we were watching. It was oh, something okay, we put on okay. for Emma that I said uh, that we watched with her. It's not like uh, we're gonna sit down and watch this movie in two hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Two and a half, you know, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a long one, but, but you uh, got to do it before Wednesday. Talking about Hamilton? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like three hours. Yeah, it's like three hours. <laughs> yeah. But Brother Bear, we just put it on and if she falls asleep, we'll turn it off. I think it took us two times to watch Brother Bear and we're halfway through Brother Bear 2, which so far is pretty good. And okay. it is Joaquin Phoenix is the main star in there. Brother Bear? Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, really? He played, he was the king in Aladdin, I think, right? Yeah, I was just joking. He's not. <laughs> the guy, he looks like him now a little yeah. bit. Oh, Rick Moranis is in there too. Yeah. Oh wow, the yeah. Rick man. How long was it? Bear is, is is stuffed with Phil Collins music, right? Yes, it is. Just like Tarzan. It is stuff. I'm about to watch that. I think I watched it a long time ago. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's interesting because this is this this is not the second movie, but the first movie where they transform someone into a bear because you got brave, which yeah. it transforms someone into a bear. Yeah. And it's about how family needs to get along kind of thing. It's about a family thing, mm-hmm. even though his family doesn't turn to a bear as well. So it's different. But still, it's interesting. They have two movies where someone in the a main character in the movie gets turned into a bear. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. But but one is on the Disney label, the other on the Pixar. Pixar right? Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, right. Because they even changed <laughs> the cast, too. On the second movie? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they did. Rick Moranis is still in it, but um, uh, it's changed to Patrick Dempsey for yes. the main person. Yeah, they do change oh, uh, voice right. cast. And then picked up uh, Mandy Moore. Yes. Oh, wow. That's Female crazy. lead. Dave Thomas is still in there, too. So I don't know if he's still making D- those burgers. Dave Thomas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Joe? What'd you do this week? Uh, so what I did this week was I watched Maleficent 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. I tried watching Maleficent oh, 2. I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, I kind of fell asleep a little bit, too, for Maleficent 2. I didn't a make, little bit. Not I didn't really. make it like 20 minutes in. So I did fall asleep. We were in the movie theater. And oh, it was, man. It was when... Because those big comfy chairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So it was when they went to go to dinner <laughs> in the very beginning. Yeah. And then I woke up because of the loud oh, my God. The glass shattering. I look up and she's falling out of the window. I'm like... I don't want to say I didn't know what happened, but I want to know what happened. <laughs> so uh, until uh, Melissa listens to this in probably like a month, uh, she does not know I fell asleep during that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you must have saw that when it first came out in the theaters then, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I watched the first and second one. I, I like the first one a lot better than the second one. The no, second Joe, one I went too. last week to the movie theaters. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, but I definitely enjoyed the movie. Uh, also watch Hamilton, but we're not going to talk about it right now because we're going to do the episode. We're going to give some our listeners 
uh, a chance to kind of listen, I mean, we're, watch the movie. We're going to give someone on the podcast a chance to watch it too. Yeah, and give someone else on the podcast a <laughs> it's chance gonna to watch it. It's going to be tomorrow. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, I know. Niels, did you, did you watch Hamilton or no? Is no, it out? Yet. Okay, no. is, it, is it out there? Yeah, it's out here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, I guess we get a lot of, uh, uh, the, well, the same releases as uh, the US uh, Disney Plus. Okay. Uh, also, I did a spotlight this week, a virtual spotlight. If you, if you guys are not sure what a virtual spotlight is, is when I, uh, I we pretty much do like a Disney interview with um, someone, you know, um, could be anyone. This could be anyone. Could be uh, anyone. I, yeah. Someone from the street. <laughs> yeah, it could be someone from the street. But I, I did it with you, Niels, right? We did a virtual spotlight with you. Uh, but yeah, this we week, also met on the street, right? Yeah, just on the street walking. Yeah. Out here at Magic Kingdom. It was on one of your... No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but... So I did Niels give you any good information on what's going to happen in the future? Because right now for him, it is July 6th. Yeah. It's <laughs> super late there, huh? Niels. Uh, yeah. It's July 6th. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> See, we're, we're still on the fifth. <laughs> yeah. How's the future? <laughs> How's the future? Yeah. Well, the, the future is bright and shiny guys. <laughs> really? It's bright right now. Yeah. It's, it's like 1am. <laughs> no, it's, tw- yeah. uh, it's the, 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 there's a big moon. 1222. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did a virtual spotlight with Trisha Dab, who she has done some Disney books. Mm. Uh, it's pretty cool. If you want to check her out, just go to Amazon and type in Trisha Dab. Uh, it's really that was a fun interview. Uh, uh, we can you can find it right on our webpage. Just go to www.dizhis.com. I even know why I say to www. Everyone knows <laughs> www. Just go to dizhis.com. Go to virtual spotlights. You'll see a couple of other ones I've done. You know, Niels is on there, which was a lot of fun. Um, and also, I want to talk about this fishes thing, okay? Because oh in our sor- in our sorcerers radio chat, uh, someone was listening to the episode, and actually, I guess he had an argument with his sister about fishes, mm-hmm. okay? And let's say, just here, so you know, unless they're a patron, I do not care their opinion. Well, that's not right. <laughs> okay, so man, you're, you're. I guess after watching Hamilton, you're all about being American <laughs> today. Okay, fishes. So fish is plural, but fishes is also correct when talking about multiple types of fish. Right. And I was. I was talking about multiple types of fish. Oh, my God. No one said... All right, so if you see multiple type of goose, do you say, gooses? Oh, look at all those gooses. No, you say geese. Yeah, but I'm just saying I was right, okay? So (laughs) whenever you play that audio clip, I was right. Okay, you know what? No matter what, whenever I play the... Fishes. Everyone thinks you are, you know, a little slow, and then they cannot (laughs) believe that you... Oh my, they're, they're all out of order. Your thing's not even working. Yeah. <laughs> your thing's not even working. Just how a group of crow is a murder? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, What's a group of monkeys? Flamingos are flamboyants. Yep. What's a group of monkeys? Monkeys? <laughs> a Congress. Oh, are they? Oh. Yeah, that's true. They are. You're right about that. <laughs> but that's what they actually call them. <laughs> I think I learned that at uh, Animal Kingdom in the safari. Really? Yep. There's no monkeys in the safari. Yes, there are. No, I don't think they're no. Yes, they are. I'm 100% sure there's monkeys on the safari. Sometimes sometimes you don't go past them, though. There's sometimes bab- they're not there. Baboons. There wasn't monkeys. Oh, so but sometimes there's diff- there's, there are not baboons in there. We'll go look it there's up, n- man. There's never any monkeys there. Yes, there are. Because don't they have a whole different section for monkeys on in the park? Yeah, because they're not sometimes in Africa. There's, sometimes there's baboons there, and then sometimes there's other things there, too. You know, there's the same thing with the hyenas and the, um, the dogs. Yeah, yeah. So I think sometimes they change them out. I mean, we did do the history on it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We did do the history on it. You're right. Which episode is that? That is episode 41. No, it's not. I'm not, no. (laughs) It's like five. No, actually, that is episode, it might be episode four. I think it might be four. Yeah, because we got, 
Um, the oh first boy. episode's Haunted Mansion. Second is Star Tours. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. That's way too far. That's way <laughs> back there. I'm not even trying to remember. Just go to the website. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. Adam's going there right now, I think. Yes, I am. <laughs> Disney history. So do you have, what order do you have this in? Yes, Haunted Mansion, then Spaceship Earth, followed by Star Tours and Kilimanjaro Safaris, number yeah. four. Star Tours, Kilimanjaro Safaris are the two worst episodes, in my opinion. No, they're not, because yeah, I am not on them. <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good, though. There were some good jokes on number four. Yeah. I'll say so myself. Okay, you guys ready to end it? Uh-huh. Joe, do you think the jokes were good? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you guys know what kind of uh, blush uh, uh, Mulan wears? Oh, boy. Uh, is this PG? <laughs> <laughs> Moulin <What>? Rouge. <laughs> Moulin Rouge? <laughs> <laughs> you any more? You have some written down? No. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you were talking a jokes and uh, this one came oh. up. <laughs> I think I read it last week somewhere. <laughs> Hey, Niels, I just want to say thanks for joining our show again. Uh, we really enjoy having you on. We enjoy having, you know, someone that's uh, uh, over at Disneyland Paris um, that, you know, just to have that connection. And uh, thank you. First time, second go- uh, second guest, right? Yeah. No, no. Gary was on twice. Oh, wow. Was he? That's an yeah. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah. But I mean, you are our, but I mean, Gary, he's our brother-in-law. So he's you're not our, my brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, he's not his brother-in-law. Uh, so, so, so I'm the first real guest. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the podcast twice, yeah. Yeah. But it was great, uh, great fun, guys. And yeah. uh, thanks for having me again. Hey, how can we find you one more time? Uh, you can find me on Instagram under uh, at uh, Capturing Disney Parks and uh, find all my other uh, activities on uh, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Sounds good. All right, thanks. So that's the His on Phantom Manor. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Adam. I'm Niels. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Go to DizHiz.com where you can find links to all of our episodes, our social media accounts, and to our Patreon page where you can help us out and hear more from each of the shows. We also do monthly giveaways for our Patreon subscribers. Thanks for listening and have a magical week.